1: Welcome to Sunday School Dropouts, the podcast where an ex-Christian and a non-believing sort of Jew read all the way through the Bible for the first time. I'm Lauren O'Neill.
0: And I'm Nico Bakulich.
1: And let's get biblical. Okay. Uh, Real quick, some ground rules. I'm the ex-Christian. I was raised Presbyterian. I'm now an atheist. I'm reading the new international version of the Bible.
0: Uh, And I'm the non-believing sort of Jew. I don't talk annoying.
1: (laughs) Excuse me?
0: And I'm reading the NRSV or New Revised Standard Version of the Bible.
1: Uh this is not a Christian Bible study podcast.
0: It's also not appropriate for children.
1: And like this one's going to have some like uh, minor sexual assault in it, so just uh be on the lookout for that. Um, don't be on the lookout for, I mean, whatever, I'm sorry, I apologize in advance. Today we're talking about... This
0: is Lauren's last day.
1: <laughs> Today we are talking about an apocryphal book of the Bible. We are taking a break from the Pauline epistles, keyword piss, if you ask me.
0: You mean pissed? Like, and, a, like a pistol and a stamen? Um, yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: And we're doing an apocryphal. An e pistol, yeah. <laughs> called the infancy gospel of James.
0: Now this is a weird one, right?
1: It is a weird one. Basically, to get into some fast facts. Do you mind if I
0: join you in Fast Fact Town?
1: Um I could I could clear a seat for you.
0: On the on the Fast Fact bullet train? Yeah. <laughs> That's super fast.
1: I know. <laughs> get ready. Hold on to your fucking seat belts.
0: Hold on to my seatbelts. Yeah,
1: hold on to it. Because, you know, like, when it, when you go fast, it, like, you know, locks. Uh-huh. So it's really good to hold on to. In any case, basically, as Christianity started getting more popular.
0: The people were hungry for more content. They were just... It's a, it's a story as old as time. They
1: were just going wild for this, this fellow Jesus, and they wanted to know more about his life.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh
1: But he had already been dead for, like, 100 years, and there were no new stories. So... <laughs> People just had to make them up. Um, And one popular format for this was this genre called the infancy gospels, which tell stories about Jesus's childhood um, or like his origin story. Um, Because that is
0: the part of the gospel, the canonical gospels. Yes. That is most hazy or haziest, as one might say.
1: We yeah, we just get like.
0: It's foggy.
1: There's in in.
0: It's was be. it in
1: Luke or John that we got him like preaching in the temple in Jerusalem? As I think a child. that's John. And like that's it. That's like mm-hmm. the only story we have about his like childhood. Um, in any case, these infancy gospels are, you know, totally inauthentic., uh, they're not based on any historical anything. Um, so the church never put them in the Bible. But they were really popular, mm-hmm. which we can tell because a lot of copies survived.
0: And in some crazy translations, too.
1: Yeah. Like um, this one
0: made it into Irish, and it made it into Syriac, and it ooh. made it into all these languages from all over Europe and Asia.
1: That's cool. Good stuff. Um, so this episode, we are talking specifically about the Infancy Gospel of James, which is you know supposed to be written by um, Jesus's brother James, not mm-hmm. the disciple James. And that's clearly false. And everyone agrees that's false, including the Catholic Church and, you know, everyone. Um, but it was very popular. Written sometime around to 8150. You know, so clearly not by Jesus's brother. 8150?
0: Because... Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Thousands of years into the future? A- and then Saint back?
1: Anno <laughs> Domini. Oh, you mean CE? Oh, yeah. Common Era 150. Mm-hmm.
0: It's Thank you. Just,
1: I, that seems stupid to me. The, the the BCE and CE thing, I don't get it because like what's weird is measuring it from when Jesus was
0: born. That's
1: like <laughs> the weird part. It's not it's just the a letters coincidence, that you use. Okay.
0: <laughs> that he, his birth was the beginning of the common era. I don't okay. see what the problem is. Okay.
1: Um. So yeah, this was written, you know, like over 100 years after he died. Clearly uh, not by someone who was his brother.
0: Mm-hmm. Wasn't his brother killed by Ananias?
1: Which Ananias?
0: Somebody. According to one of the introductions I read, since James's death at the hands of Ananias occurred in 62 CE, and since the Gospels of Matthew and Luke were composed later, the infancy Gospel of James must be pseudonymous. Whoa.
1: Which Ananias? Got Do you me. think it was the one that Peter killed with his disappointment?
0: I doubt it. Okay. Very few people come back from the dead in, in the Bible, Do and think... they're all pretty famous. Well, maybe
1: he did that first.
0: Oh. I don't know. Nor do I.
1: Do you think it was the Ananias that healed Paul? Maybe he was like on Paul's side and he was trying to get rid of like the super apostles. Mm. Whatever. This is supposed to be fast facts and we're just slowing it down. Um, I'm sorry. This particular infancy gospel actually is not so much about Jesus's childhood it's more about Mary's. Yeah, it's not about Jesus's childhood uh, at all except just with a very fucked up version of the Christmas story <laughs> tacked on at the end. So, shall we get into it?
0: Yeah, let's do it. So, it starts in a format that very much apes the Old Testament. It's like we are being thrown back into the uh into the days of prophecy here. Mm-hmm. Um it's about a Jewish couple mm-hmm. whose names are
1: Joachim Joachim and Anna. And Anna, and they can't have children. This
0: is a classic Old Testament snickeroo.
1: And Joachim is very rich mm-hmm. and he gives a lot of money to the temple, but they're mad at him because he can't have kids.
0: Well, they're not mad at him. It's just that he wants to take the next step up. He's a good he's a good citizen, a good member of the community now, but he can't be a great Jew if unless... he doesn't reproduce. He raises children, and then he has to, like, hit the books. He's like, is this true? Is this true what my rabbi is telling me? I can't be a great man unless I raise a child. And then he's like, oh, my God, he's right. Every great Jew in history has raised children.
1: And instead of, quote, appearing to his wife which seems like the best way to try to have a child. Mm -hmm. Uh, He just... Like appearing
0: in some boudoir photos. Yeah, he just... In slinky lingerie.
1: Leaves society, goes out into the desert... To
0: fast and pray. To
1: fast and be like, ah...
0: To be fair, in the Old Testament, that might be a very decent route to get what you want anyways.
1: Well, and uh, it kind of is, because back home, Anna, his wife, is like, you know, what the fuck, this is bullshit. I'm, like, trying to have a kid here. And my husband is, like, out in the desert being like, ah. And and then she considers herself a widow. Yeah. And she puts on, like, mourning clothes.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Mourning clothes. And then her servant, Juthine? <laughs> J-U-T-H-I-N-E? Mm-hmm. Juthine. Is like, okay, suck it up and put on... This headband which which the leader of the activity gave me.
0: What the fuck is this? I don't know. Some questionable translation here. Um, but the important thing about this headband is it has a royal symbol on it.
1: Which means she's not allowed to tie it on Anna's this head. This is an
0: anecdote that is not related to the story anymore. I anyway. do not
1: understand why they put it in here. Because Anna's like, like, fuck you. You're trying to put a curse on me with this like eldritch headband. Mm-hmm. And Juthien's like, okay, well, fucking suit yourself. I'm not the one with the... Defective womb. Yeah. And
0: you're
1: the, like, the, okay, <laughs> this really escalated quickly. Like, this was not necessary. Well, it's
0: a long, simmering Oh, yeah, dispute. it must be.
1: And so then Anna changes out of her morning clothes.
0: Into um, a wedding dress. Into her
1: wedding dress. Naturally. Doesn't seem to put on the headband. I don't know why it was even brought up. And then she sits under a laurel tree.
0: Mm-hmm. She sits under the laurel tree to pray. And
1: yeah, and she's just like, uh, I literally hate being infertile. This is so dumb. It's and not, then... I mean,
0: that's not funny. I mean, naturally, some people are very hate being infertile. But she does basically say, I hate being infertile. <laughs>
1: and then, an Angel comes down and says... You know, God has heard your prayers. Um, he's going to knock you up. Mm-hmm. And she's like, great. This is great news. Um, I'll dedicate the kid to God. Um, and we have seen this before many times in the Old Testament um, with Samson, with Samuel, mm-hmm. um, where like the the parents were infertile, but then they prayed. And then when they got pregnant, they had to give the baby like to the temple Um, where he would be raised as a Nazarite and he couldn't cut his hair and he couldn't eat anything to do with grapes. Um, But here, Anna explicitly says she'll dedicate the child no matter its gender, which we have never seen before.
0: No, I don't think so. In Um, fact, most people don't even consider what gender of child they're going to have because the only ones that get recorded are the male children. Yeah, exactly.
1: Um, Then the angels go out in the fucking desert and tell Joachim...
0: Before we go too much further, oh though, yeah, I do want to point out that one of the one of the only bits of this book that has like almost made its way into like scripture and stuff like that uh-huh. is, is Anna's lament, uh uh-huh. which is basically which is
1: like oh I literally hate this.
0: <laughs> yes, except it's much more poetic. <laughs> yeah, I it it's, it's in fact pretty nice. I'll read a bit of it. Oh me, who gave birth to me? What womb caused me to grow? For I was born cursed in front of the children of Israel. I am reviled, and they treat me with contempt and cast me out of the temple of the Lord my God. O oh me, what am I like? I am not like the birds of the sky, for the birds of the sky are fruitful before you, Lord. O oh me, what am I like? I am not like the domestic animals, for the domestic animals are fruitful before you, my Lord. O oh me, what am I like? Etc. Etc. She's not like any of the other things in the world. No.
1: But, I mean, she is because lots of things are infertile all the time. Like The Rock. The Rock? Dwayne The Rock Johnson is infertile? That's right. Actually, does he have kids? I don't know. I know that he had a French bulldog, Mm -hmm. but it died.
0: That's very sad.
1: He saved his life once, and then, like, three days later, it died.
0: (laughs) The bulldog saved The Rock's life?
1: No. The bulldog went in the pool and couldn't swim because... We've bred French bulldogs to be like little unnatural monsters that can't swim. Mm. And he saved it from the pool. And then like three days later, it ate a poisonous mushroom and died. But that's that's not on the rock because the grave was calling to that dog. Like, what are you going to do?
0: Yeah, it's a classic Final Destination situation.
1: Yeah, it's like one way or the other, death would have its way with this French bulldog
0: puppy. There are other famous things that are infertile, though. Like what? Like the sun. The sun? Uh, mm-hmm. Or uh, what about... Wh-
1: in what way is the sun infertile? It, it has very
0: few children, as far as I know. D- possibly none. D-
1: the nine planets are its children. Mm. It shelters them and gives them warmth.
0: Wow. Unconditional. It gives them You're right. direction. Unconditional light and, and, a, and a strong guiding hand.
1: Yeah. So please check yourself.
0: Okay, math. Before you fucking... Math in. is also infertile.
1: Math isn't infertile. It's produced all kinds of things. Rocket science, Mm -hmm. computers, Mm -hmm. uh, money,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: all very important.
0: You know what? You're right. I (laughs) thought everything was infertile, but in fact, my mind was the infertile (laughs) one. It could not give birth to any smart ideas.
1: Anyway, the angels (laughs) go out to the desert and tell... Joachim, that his wife is pregnant with a miracle baby. So he comes back from the desert. They're a happy family again. Everything's great. It's weird. It's not a virgin birth because they're married. They've been trying to have a kid. They've been having sex. But it is a conception without sex. So it's like a, a almost virgin birth.
0: Yeah, it's a semi-V. Um,
1: <laughs> that's the technical term.
0: Mm-hmm. And it's, I think it's supposed to foreshadow who that who that baby gonna be.
1: Who that baby gonna be? Uh, so Joachim does a bunch of sacrifices, mm-hmm. um, and then you know this is all classic, classical testament, old testament
0: stuff. stuff, unblemished goats as far as the eye can yeah. see. Yeah,
1: and then nine months later they have a baby girl, mm-hmm. and they name her Mary. And Mary is an extremely strong baby. She starts walking at six months. Mm. I'm surprised that the author of this text made her superpower be super strength. Mm. Like, I would have assumed that it would be like, you know, like a sick person holds the baby and gets well. Mm. Um, But no, it's a swell ass baby.
0: That's a strong baby that knows how to shake it.
1: Yeah. At six months old. Mm -hmm. Um, And Anna, the mom, is like okay, this baby is fucking ripped. <laughs> this is a problem. And so she like locks her up in a room where she won't be able to walk for some reason. And- uh, Wait,
0: I think you might be twisting this story around. A no! Little. So it, she take Mary takes her first seven steps. Yeah, at six months. And then her mom decides to carry her until she can visit the high temple because she doesn't want Mary to take another step until she's been blessed.
1: Yeah, but like she's not going to go to the high temple until she's three. Right. So like- She's not allowed to walk from ages zero to three.
0: Yeah. I don't see the problem with that. Okay, okay, great. But yeah, she does shut her up in some sort of strange purity room.
1: Yeah, and and only the, quote, pure daughters of the Hebrews can visit her.
0: And it's interesting. The text says she made a sanctuary in her bedroom and would not permit anything common or impure to pass through it. Now, impure, I can understand. Mm -hmm. But common? Common. Like, isn't that a little judgy? A little bougie, frankly.
1: (laughs) A little bougie. Well, it did say Joachim was very rich. Mm. Um, And so on Mary's first birthday, they throw her a party and like the priests come. Mm -hmm. And they're like, you know, this baby is fucking buff. (laughs) And everyone is going to remember this baby and how she could deadlift 100 pounds for the Lord. On Mary's second birthday, I'm not sure where you're getting some of this stuff. They're going to give her over to the temple like they promised they would. But then Anna's like, eh, let's wait one more year.
0: Hey, she's not ready. You know, it's about her growth.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, like she literally says that. She's like, well, you know, we wouldn't want to like separate her from her parents too soon. So, the, but then on her third birthday, they bring her to the temple um, and the priests are like, great. Uh, we're now taking your daughter.
0: And don't worry about putting too much pressure on her because literally the salvation of the entire Jewish people is on her shoulders. Is on her
1: shoulders. Um, it Which says, they, everyone
0: happily announces I know, all the yeah, time. like
1: over and over. It says they sat her on the third step of the altar mm. and, quote, she danced triumphantly with her <laughs> drinks and every house in Israel loved her. I don't know what her drinks
0: she's the are. O- original party girl she's like this original it girl
1: this three-year-old child is not just shredded but also crunk mm-hmm. <laughs> like <what? laughs> um Anna and then joachim leave and it says that mary doesn't even look back at them because <laughs> she's cold she doesn't give a fuck
0: <laughs> she does not she's too strong because she's also going to live in the temple for 12 years yes or and, for nine years i suppose.
1: Yeah. This is, you know, like we've seen with Nazarites mm-hmm. and and Nazarite style babies in the Old Testament. Nazarite
0: style babies, uh,
1: <laughs> um, but we've never seen it with a girl. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's unclear whether this ever actually happened in Judaism.
0: My understanding is that that some rabbis say there used to be temple virgins.
1: I wonder though if 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 it was written by like um, a quote unquote Grecian Jew uh-huh. or or a Hellenized Jew, who was maybe like removed from from Judaism as practiced practiced in Jerusalem proper, uh-huh. and like was living in you know the Greek Empire, the Roman Empire, and was like, oh well, like they have temple virgins, like yeah. everyone has temple Vestal virgins, virgins. Yeah, yeah, you
0: definitely have in the Roman Empire.
1: So you know, I assume they have those at the big temple in Jerusalem because mm. like what else are you can do. Um, But I don't know. In any case, Mary grows up there and then she turns 12. And the fucking ignorant and disrespectful priests who are raising her are like, uh oh she's gonna get her period soon
0: what do we need what do we got to do to make sure she doesn't defile this church
1: she's gonna defile the temple because we hate and fear what we don't understand even though it is the basis for the miracle of human life so the high priest Zechariah, praise to god
0: he pitches the worst episode of the bachelorette ever conceived.
1: <laughs> seriously uh and god tells him to round up all the widowers in town <laughs> And God will choose one of them to marry Mary, and why? Okay, and why. get her out of the temple before she starts bleeding on it.
0: But why? So you have your shining example of pure Judaism. Yes, uh, you mm-hmm. have the the woman that everyone agrees is going to. Well, she's cause not really a woman yet. She's not yet a woman, not still a girl. She's
1: still a girl, I still not, but yet very strong.
0: A woman, but also quite strong. She's going to save Judaism, save the world. Why are they marrying her to an old ass widower?
1: Well, I think the goal is um
0: nothing against all you old ass widowers out there <laughs> in podcast land.
1: I think the goal is um that she should be a virgin her whole life.
0: I see. So, so ultimate purity is the but how but
1: so they want to marry her to a widower who already has kids. He doesn't need to have more kids. He's, you know, maybe too old to regularly have sex so he it won't be a burden to him to have a wife who he doesn't have sex with
0: I just I'm unclear where they get this idea that she needs to be a virgin her entire life
1: I know because this is
0: back this is back formed from the idea that there must be only someone perfectly pure could have given birth to Jesus yeah so Mary must have been perfectly pure yes like this doesn't have anything to do with Judaism really
1: uh no I mean because like well Samson certainly didn't remain a virgin his whole life.
0: No, he didn't. Um, He got it.
1: And also, like...
0: Samson smashed.
1: (laughs) If her purity is so important, like...
0: Why marry her to anybody at all?
1: why do you think that that... she's so impure that she can't live in the temple? Because she's like a disgusting slut who bleeds... You know, but then like mixed messages, guys, it's it's mixed messages. And it's just it's frankly inconsistent. Um, As I, you know, I mentioned a couple episodes ago that I just recently learned that Catholic doctrine is that Mary was a virgin her whole life. Mm And uh, Jesus's siblings were Joseph's kids from a previous marriage. That's from this. This is the earliest source of that. Mm -hmm. It's not in the canonical gospels. This and this is the earliest surviving source where we get that idea. So, when the Catholic Church was like putting together the canonical Bible, mm-hmm. they were like, "Oh well, this is clearly fake. It was written, you know, a hundred years after Jesus died." But this ridiculous misogyny—that's some great stuff. We should we should just keep that part, but throw the rest away.
0: <laughs> there'll be uh, there'll be a little bit more of that later in the book. We'll see.
1: Um. So, all the widow was widowers gather, and the high priest, quote, receives everyone's rod.
0: I, I don't get it. Well, I mean, like, They're drawing straws. Yeah, except- But they're drawing rods. Yeah, it sounds funny. Yeah. Or so, they're all shepherds or something, and they all have, a like, a sheep stick? I mean, maybe. That's what it's called, right?
1: Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's why they called it a rod here, because it's called a sheep stick.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And finally, this, this carpenter, this local carpenter named Joseph, uh, took his rod- And a dove came out of the rod and landed on his head. And Joseph is not happy about this because he's like, I'm old. This girl is young. Like, I already have kids that are, like, older than her. And this is just weird and gross. And the high priest is like, wow. So, like, you want God to strike you dead right now? Mm -hmm. And Joseph's like, okay, fine.
0: I'll be involved in this weird, like, B'nai Jassirat experiment. That's a Uh, little little dune ref for Oh,
1: I I knew that it had something to do with a witch, right?
0: I wouldn't call them witches if I wanted to live to see tomorrow. Oh,
1: okay. Uh, At this point, an angel appears to 12-year-old Mary to tell her that one day she is going to get pregnant, but without having sex. She's still 12 years old. She's not married yet. She has not even had her first period yet. But the angel comes and tells her this now. But then we jump forward in time to when she's age 16. She's still not married to Joseph yet. So I presume she's still living at the temple. You would think she would have gotten her period by age 16, but, you know, whatever. That's, God could stop that, I guess, if he can yeah. make her pregnant.
0: Yeah, he can, he, he's got ways of shutting that down.
1: Uh, oh, oh, God. So she goes to visit her cousin Elizabeth, um, who's pregnant with the baby that will become John the Baptist. This and is so
0: funny that they're like. They're like, they're like pregnancy. They made a pregnancy pact.
1: <laughs> I mean, we did see this in Luke also, mm-hmm. and it repeats some material from Luke, where like, yeah, she goes to see Elizabeth, and then Elizabeth is like, oh, you know, like blessed are thou amongst women, and you know, my my baby in my tummy is is jumping for joy to see you or whatever. Um,
0: her cousin already seems to know about Jesus. Cause, yeah, because her cousin Elizabeth is like, oh my God, look, it's you, the one who will give birth to the messiah yeah and it's like wait who told you yeah i guess the baby john inside her had like a pass through prophecy
1: whispered through the umbilical cord
0: um did you find it a little tragic the scene where the angels told mary that she wouldn't have get to have sex um i think that's i think that's a pretty tragic scene
1: sort of except that i think that at the time she's 12 and like it says Wait, if I'm gonna have a baby, like, does that mean I have to have sex? And it seems like at the time she's like, "Ew, I don't want to do that." You know? No.
0: Here's how it reads: uh, Suddenly, an angel stood before her, saying, "Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found grace before the Lord of all. You will conceive from His word." Upon hearing this, however, Mary was distraught, saying to herself, "If I conceive from the Lord God who lives, will I also conceive as all women conceive?" And the angel of the Lord said, "Not like that, Mary." Not like that. (laughs) For the power of God will come over you. Thus the Holy One who is born will be called Son of the Most High, and you will call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins.
1: I read it as she was distraught at the idea that she might have to have sex someday.
0: Hmm. Interesting.
1: But you could very easily read it the other way, too.
0: See, that's the power of literature. (laughs) My name is Nico Bagulich. Uh,
1: (laughs) And there's nothing cool about littering. (laughs) (laughs) But what's weird is that... So she's like chilling at Elizabeth's house and she just randomly gets pregnant. Um, And it says that she's forgotten when the angel appeared to her four years ago. Yeah. Which, A, like, how would you forget something like it's that? It's just
0: a classic puberty hallucination where an angel tells you that.
1: Or classic, like, muscle-bound jock, just not very smart.
0: Oh, I see. You're Too pushing strong. the jock angle. yeah. Mm.
1: This is a swole baby, you have to remember. hmm um, and the angel doesn't appear to her again to explain what's going on. So she's just, she just gets pregnant and then she's just like, what the fuck? I don't, I don't know. Um, her fiance Joseph comes to visit and sees that she is six months pregnant or, uh, rather the direct quote is he went into the house to find her swelling.
0: Mm-hmm. That's a wonderful image.
1: I was like, yeah, she, she's, well, we've been over this.
0: <laughs> he struck um, his face and threw himself on the ground in sackcloth and wept bitterly. Wait, How- he
1: struck His face? I thought he struck her face.
0: Mine says he struck his face.
1: Oh, I just probably read it wrong because I think we read the same translation.
0: How can I look to the Lord God? What will I pray about her? For I took her as a virgin from the temple of the Lord and did not guard her. Who has set this trap for me? Who did this evil in my... Who did done this evil in my house? Who did
1: this evil?
0: Who stole the virgin from me and defiled her?
1: Yes. Has not the
0: story of Adam been repeated with me? For while Adam was glorifying God... The serpent came and found Eve alone <laughs> and deceived and defiled her. Ooh. So it has also happened to me. He got serpented, baby. He got, he got snaked. <laughs> he got snaked. The first man to ever be snaked. Well, uh, second.
1: Wait, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so he's upset because it was his responsibility to keep her a virgin. Mm. And so he's going to be in big trouble with the priests and with God.
0: He also just compared the Holy Spirit to a snake.
1: Yeah. To uh, the serpent. Little Aki is mm-hmm. there. And she's like, no, no. I swear I'm a virgin. And he says, quote, where did this thing in your womb come from then? I, this thing in your womb. Nice way to refer to Jesus fucking
0: Christ. Well, she he hasn't heard the good word. I know.
1: And she's like, I don't know. I vaguely remember somebody's. I don't know.
0: Something is coming back to me <laughs> about an angel and never having sex.
1: Uh. And then an angel appears to Joseph and tells him, you know, like, don't worry. This is all God's holy plan. It's he has an interesting dilemma. A little Jesus boy in there.
0: He has an interesting dilemma of conscience and conscience and faith, though, where he has a little conversation with himself. He's like, what do I do? If do I reveal her shame to the community, in which case she will be put to death. Right. Uh, Or do I hide it and like break God's law by like harboring some sort of
1: sinful deed
0: some sort of bad girl yeah god don't like bad girls
1: especially when they're fucking shredded
0: but he decides to hide her rather than to then kill her because he's like i might be mistaken and so i can't destroy something perfectly pure unless i'm completely sure
1: but then the angel tells him everything is okay
0: yeah i just it, it, it is lame that the angel sort of undoes like the the, well no i don't think
1: it is i think i think we get the interesting mm. you know uh dilemma that that any decent person would be put in if they lived in this time with these nonsensical rules about sex and women um but then it gets resolved yay (laughs) yay but angels still don't appear to marry so she's still in the dark i guess (laughs) maybe joseph relays it to her
0: hey i heard i heard about you
1: He's like, oh, yeah, you know. No, I know. I got it. And she's like, oh, could you tell me? Because I I was 12. I I, don't know. I didn't ask for this. I don't know.
0: (laughs) But like her life is so busy and crazy. She doesn't remember getting visited by a fucking angel.
1: I know. right? She like lives in the temple. Like it's got to be the same routine every single day. Fucking
0: gym tanning laundry. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And you would think that like that might leave. I mean, she was 12. It's not like she was two. You remember things that happen to you when you're 12. (laughs) When you're 16, you still remember them. Are her parents still in her life? No, they
0: They took off the temple. Yeah, yeah, they took
1: off. That's the deal.
0: It's kind of a shame, too.
1: Yeah. Well.
0: But I guess Joachim gets to be a big Jew now. <laughs> big Jew on campus.
1: Um. Please stop being so anti-Semitic. No. And okay. let's take a break.
0: Per your request, I'll tone it down.
1: Thanks, baby. We're going to
0: take a quick break. You're going to hear some music, and we'll be back in about a minute.
1: Okay, bye. Bye.
0: Sunday School Dropouts. My name is Nico.
1: And I'm Lauren.
0: And we are talking about the infancy gospel.
1: Mm, it's so fancy.
0: Of James.
1: And when even though we... it's about Mary. <laughs> True.
0: There's something about Mary that's something uh, almost otherworldly purity.
1: And when we left off, she had just conceived Jesus through the Holy Spirit. And uh, she was a little confused about it. Joseph was a little confused about it. But it's all coming from God, and it's all okay.
0: And luckily some helpful angels show up to straighten it all out.
1: Uh, Just to Joseph not to Mary. The person who they haven't straightened it out for is a scribe from the temple named Anas.
0: And this snitch, Anas.
1: Anus, more like.
0: Notices that Joseph wasn't at the traveling group when he returned from work. What is that? What the fuck is a traveling group? I don't know.
1: It's like... He wasn't in like the jogging <laughs> group. You yeah, know? that's like, what I was thinking. Was like, he, he, wasn't he wasn't at book club. It wasn't
0: a book club. He's like, why weren't you at book club? I, I knew you were back in town. Um, so Anas drops by the house and then he's like, whoa, shit, your virgin is pregnant. Yeah,
1: and then he goes and tattles on him. Mm-hmm.
0: He drops a dime with the rabbi.
1: Um, his exact words are that Joseph has broken the law badly. <laughs> you broke the law badly, Anas. The law of not snitching. Up the street. Um, so the priests now know that Mary is pregnant, and they assume it was Joseph.
0: Yeah, Joseph and Mary have to go to sex court um, for their crimes against virginity. Yeah,
1: and Joseph's like, "Dude, like you were the ones that made me do this. Like I thought this was creepy. Obviously, I didn't have sex with her. I didn't. <laughs> I wasn't into this in the first place.
0: Yeah, uh, but it's not looking good for them in sex court. But they have a secret trick up their sleeve. Yeah, so
1: they do this ritual. God. <laughs> They do this ritual, where they send them out into the desert separately. Um, after drinking quote the water of the Lord's wrath,
0: bitter water, right?
1: Um, and both of them return unharmed, mm-hmm. which apparently proves that they're for realties.
0: Yeah, that this is what God wants. Which seems, um, this is like a shorthanded version of some Old Testament stuff.
1: Yeah. Um, and then we get another part that corresponds with luke um where the roman emperor holds a census and mm-hmm. they have to travel to bethlehem which did not happen in real life um and,
0: and i like how concerned joseph is yes, about how he should record his family in this
1: version he's very indecisive i feel like he's a libra <laughs> he's like Okay, do I have to register this miracle baby as my son? Cause it's like kind of my son, but not really.
0: Or would it be just safer to say that Mary is my daughter rather than my wife? But that's like we're lie. not
1: married yet, so she's not my wife, but I don't know. Um and But it doesn't
0: matter. We never get to the it's like we never get to the fucking fireworks factory. No, we yeah. never get to f- see how he registered his family in the yeah. census. Can you believe
1: that? It's like bullshit like what more would a reader want to know? I got narrative
0: blue balls like the size of the- fucking Jupiter over here. Jupiter. Mm-hmm. Wow,
1: that's quite large.
0: And it's many moons.
1: Uh, <laughs> So, l- like in Luke, um, Mary's riding on a donkey. They're traveling. uh, And then she says, uh, and this is a direct quote, Joseph, take me off the donkey. The child is pushing from within me to let him come out.
0: Well, there's a little bit of weirdness before that. That is super weird. But... Mary gets really sad. Joseph turns around and like Mary has this horrible, sad look on her face. And then later in the ride, Joseph turns around and Mary is laughing. And then he's like, what is with you? This is the quote from the text. Mary, what is with you? (laughs) What is with you? First, your face appears happy and then sad, question mark. And she said, Joseph, it is because I see two people with my eyes, one crying and being afflicted, one rejoicing and being extremely happy.
1: Oh, okay. Well, that explains it.
0: And that's the end of that exchange. (laughs) So then she's. Oh, this is amazing, though. This line is so perfect for this exchange. He took her off the donkey and said to her, where will I take you and shelter you in your awkwardness? Yes. This area is a desert.
1: Yes. I do appreciate.
0: (laughs) She is super awkward. Well,
1: this is like the most awkward situation that you could imagine, right? (laughs) That's true. It's like this old guy who's been forced to marry this girl who's young enough to be his daughter, maybe his granddaughter. Granddaughter, yeah. Against his will, she had no say in it. They're strangers to each other; they've mm-hmm. never lived together. Um, but she's pregnant, and now she's about to give birth in the middle of the desert. Like it would, it would be a very uncomfortable situation, and neither person would know like what the fucking protocol was, you know?
0: So then the book gets really weird because Joseph yes. goes on a fucking vision quest.
1: Well, first, <laughs> before he goes on his vision quest, they find. Um, you know, you think they're going to find a stable with a manger, because that's what happens mm. I mean, in Luke. you thought
0: that. I have no preconceptions.
1: Instead, they find a cave for Mary to give birth in. Well, Joseph finds it. It's just fucking, uh, uh, here, honey, just fucking crawl.
0: Just pop one out in this-
1: Back into this cave. Just wedge yourself in- In this earth womb. Into the stalagmites. Mm-hmm. Are there bats in here? Does a bear live in here? I don't know. Uh, but you're fucking going to give birth in here. Uh, and then he eats his Guatemalan insanity pepper and has mm-hmm. a vision quest. And
0: goes on a vision quest. It switches to first person.
1: Yes. And since the author is supposed to be James, I at first thought that like his son James was there, like helping out. Um, but that's not No, it. this is from Joseph's perspective. It's from Joseph's perspective, it just switches in and out of first person for a few verses. He he leaves Mary in the cave and goes to find a quote, Hebrew midwife.
0: Yes. But he gets delayed. Here's how it goes. Well, he went to find a Hebrew midwife in the land of Bethlehem. Then Joseph wandered, but he did not wander. And I looked up to the peak of the sky, this is all the same paragraph, and saw it standing still, and I looked up into the air. With utter astonishment, I saw it. Even the birds of the sky were not moving. And I looked at the ground and saw a bowl lying there, and workers reclining, and their hands were in the bowl. And chewing, they were not chewing. And picking food up, they were not picking it up. And putting food in the mouths, they were not putting it in their mouths. Everything, like, time stops. Yeah,
1: and he sees, like, sheep moving but also standing still, etc., etc.
0: He's also freaking out and there's a perspective change.
1: And then he just comes out of it and there's a midwife. Uh, He finds a midwife very easily. I guess she's taking a hike through the fucking desert caves.
0: And I love this exchange that he has with the midwife. This is amazing. Yes. I said to her, she is Mary, the one who was raised in the temple. I won her by lot to be my wife. She is not yet my wife, but has a fetus from the Holy Spirit. And the midwife said, really? <laughs> I love this. This is like if you've ever seen the show Jane the Virgin. And she has, so on the show, she has a baby by crazy circumstances. Someone
1: accidentally artificially inseminated her. And every
0: time she has to explain it, it's like this whole thing. Yeah. I feel like this is that situation. It totally is. Where it's like. Okay, so who's pregnant? And it's like, uh, it's my okay, wife. Okay, so... It's like, oh, your wife is
1: pregnant? It's like, well, we're not married, but...
0: Oh, so, I mean, but you're, you're betrothed, The but thing is... Is it your child? She's... It's the Holy Spirit. Um, She's a temple virgin. It's like... He's the Messiah. You know... It's like, I've the angels talk to me. Anyway, she's in the cave. She's I, in a cave.
1: But the midwife is, like, totally on board immediately.
0: I mean, midwives are very, uh, she's like, you know... Mother focused, yeah.
1: She's like, "Hell yeah, I'll deliver the fucking Messiah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just lead, lead the way." Um, so she goes to the cave, and then it's just like, after all this buildup, after pages of buildup, it's just like one sentence. It's like, "Yeah, so then uh, Mary was born, mm-hmm. and you mean Jesus? Or I'm sorry, yeah, Jesus was born, and you know, Mary was nursing Jesus. Uh, and then the midwife is heading home, and she runs into her friend Salome." And she's like, "Dude, I just delivered a baby to a virgin. It was crazy."
0: And Salome says, "Unless I can stick my finger in her and prove it, she's not a virgin."
1: Yeah. So this is the 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 direct quote is um, that she needs she needs to go to the cave and quote insert my finger and investigate her. Mm-hmm. First of all, you're. First response to people telling you something you don't believe should not be, I need to go stick my hand in a stranger's vagina. Mm -hmm. Second of all, Mary just had a baby. Her hymen is not going to be intact (laughs) whether she's a virgin or not.
0: And what is it supposed to prove if you're poking at her when she's just had a baby?
1: And for some reason, everyone agrees that this is a reasonable idea.
0: Mary's like, "Okay, hop on in.
1: So the midwife brings Salome to the cave and yeah, and Mary's like, okay, now get in position. Or <laughs> The wording is like, just, you know, assume the position because Salome's coming in and then Salome fucking sticks her finger in Mary's vagina. Apparently her hymen has been magically restored by God.
0: Mm-hmm. And well, it doesn't necessarily say that, but it does say that Mary cried out, which was enough proof for Salome. But Frankly, I think anybody would cry out in that situation.
1: If you just had a baby, like, your fucking, like, peridium is ripped open. Like.
0: Get your hands out of there. Yeah. Anyway, also. Any
1: touch would be painful.
0: Who is Salome? Why is she involved in this story at all? She's literally just a passerby? She's just, like,
1: the midwife's buddy. Like, she has no right to fucking. She's
0: not a famous Salome, right?
1: No, I don't think so. I mean, it would be super weird if she's, like the salome that asks for john the baptist's head on a platter
0: yeah that'd be quite the turnaround wouldn't it yeah there's also there's also a salome who is later who later uh is one of
1: jesus's like women or jesus's yeah yeah. the women that follow jesus Mm -hmm. yeah presumably also a different salome
0: but it would make sense if she was there at the at the origin that later she came back to see the conclusion of that's
1: true um well here she certainly
0: anyway regardless at this point she's a stranger on the street that was just invited in to poke at the innards of yeah the mother of god
1: and she's very she's uh, very remorseful when she determines you know by fucking scientific proof that mary was a virgin as she
0: should be because her hand fucking burns off
1: well she said okay she says woe for my lawlessness and the unbelief that made me test the living god look my hand is falling away from me and being consumed with fire but i don't think it's literal
0: well, it has to be literal because when the angel appears and is like, you know what? That was a good apology. I accept it. He heals her.
1: Oh, okay, 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 okay. I Okay.
0: So I just like she saw stuck that her, she stuck her hand in Mary's business. Her hand burned up and fell off <laughs> and she was like, "Whoa, shit. This is this will show me for getting involved in other people's business." And then she like apologizes,
1: <laughs> yeah, in more than one way. She apologizes to God or the angel or whatever, and then the angel like... Not to Mary. Yeah! Honestly, not to Mary. And then the angel is like, oh, just like, pick up Jesus, and that will, like, restore you, or whatever. Um. Dude, like, poor Mary. First she has to give birth in a fucking cave, and then she's got strangers, like, sticking their hands up her V. And
0: then, like, watching this, what must be a horrific injury where salome's hand burns up and falls off and
1: all she did was just be like perfect and pure and follow god's directions Mm -hmm. and she has to go through this it's ridiculous
0: it's all worth it to give birth to that sweet jesus it's
1: just unacceptable in every conceivable way
0: i don't like it immaculately conceivable way
1: (laughs) i don't like it uh then we we kind of Join back up with the canonical Gospels this time uh, with Matthew we do than the with wise Luke.
0: men and Herod thing it's yeah, pretty the, standard.
1: The wise men come they give Jesus gold Frankincense and myrrh um Herod
0: gets wind of the Messiah and he's like, I gotta know more about this kid." Well, What's he's he like, to? I'm the
1: king of the Jews. I don't want to get overthrown, so all the babies need to be killed mm-hmm. um. In this version, Mary actually goes and hides in a barn.
0: So this is the this is the manger story. Yeah. It's just later. Yeah. So when Herod's executioners are out, uh Mary heard that all the children were being destroyed. She was afraid and she took the child and wrapped him up and put him in a stall of cows.
1: And then in a twist, her cousin Elizabeth, who has just given birth to John the Baptist,
0: mm-hmm.
1: goes and hides in a cave. Yep. Full circle.
0: Yep. Yeah, it's a is that a circle?
1: Full circle. <laughs> um. So then, Herod, King Herod, goes to the high priest Zachariah and asks where Zachariah's son is. I wasn't sure if it was implying that his son is John the Baptist. His
0: son is John the Baptist. Okay, so That's he's confirmed. married to Elizabeth. Yes.
1: Okay. And Zachariah won't give Herod any information. So Herod he kills will her. not snitch because yeah. he's a he's yeah, a shining example he's for not all Jews. Anus. Mm-hmm. Um and so then the next morning the rest of the priests you know show up to work and can't find him. Um, nice little bit of tension in this then, scene. Then they find his quote hardened blood. Yeah, next his blood to the had altar. turned to
0: stone in the temple.
1: Um, but his body is nowhere to be found. But they know he's dead. Um, and they're obviously very upset. Um, they mourn and fast for three days. They appoint a new high priest. It's kind of
0: this story is not related to the rest yeah, of the story at all. Yeah, it's kind of
1: tacked on there, and then um, the last chapter is just a little tiny, tiny paragraph where it's like I, James, wrote this history, which again is supposed to be Jesus's brother James, not the disciple James, and uh, it's not either of those in real life. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the very last sentence just says Luke one twenty, and if you go look up Luke one twenty, it's the Christmas story um starting from where the angel gabriel appears to mary and tells her that she's pregnant seems a little weird to send readers there because like it contradicts a bunch of the stuff that we just read um like jesus being born in a manger mm-hmm. not a fucking cave but
0: it's like for more read the real gospels yeah
1: yeah it's weird um i wonder if the cave thing mm-hmm. has to do with like uh, Greek and Roman mythology? Oh, maybe. Because you know like like the origin story in like Greek and Roman mythology is that like Gaia is like Mother Earth, you uh-huh. know. And um she has children with Uranus, but he's afraid his children will overthrow him. Yeah. So he keeps them from being born and shoves them back into Gaia's womb. Yeah. Which because Gaia is Mother Earth, that means he's like shoving them into subterranean caves until she until Gaia, like, gets Cronus to kill him. And then it's repeated the next generation where Cronus, like...
0: Where the Titans give birth to the gods. Well, yeah, that's, so that's Cronus. Yeah.
1: And and then he's afraid that his children will overthrow him, so he eats them all. But then uh, Rhea hides Zeus in a cave, again, a cave, until Zeus kills Cronus. and
0: Yeah, it's like a it's an earth womb, as I said.
1: Uh, y- yes, I'm not sure if you said that, but...
0: I definitely did. Oh, okay. You may not have heard me because you're a bad co-host.
1: Oh, okay. Uh, fair.
0: A bad co-host, but a great lady. Oh,
1: thank you, baby. Also,
0: a great co-host.
1: <laughs> I'm pretty much killing it. So, yeah, I don't. I thought that maybe...
0: Uh, no, that's very interesting. Another thing to note about the cave thing is that the idea that Jesus is born in a cave survives for quite a while. In fact, in a, really? lot, in a lot of Renaissance art jesus is depicted as being born in in a cave
1: i guess that's like madonna on the rocks is that like
0: i don't know if that's related Hmm. but what i do know is that the image of jesus being born in a cave also persists to this day in eastern orthodox churches really in a lot of iconography as well as i think they maybe grab a couple pieces here and there from from this old stuff
1: so they think like to quote extremely good christian band dc talk Mm i think like people say i'm strange does that make me a stranger my best friend was born in a a caver
0: uh they don't say that oh because dc talk does not translate well
1: oh especially if they don't think jesus was born in a manger Mm -hmm. i mean he wasn't born in a manger like he was born in a stable or a barn and then placed in a manger that's a good point she wasn't like in the manger well maybe i don't know how big's the manger can you lay down in it i guess
0: All right, let's get the manger in here, and we'll measure it. Okay, but let's do that after the show. Okay, because we've just completed our first New Testament apocryphon. Hell yeah! And I think we should give ourselves a hearty handshake
1: and a round of applause. Yeah, not at the same time because the crowd goes wild.
0: But that doesn't mean the show is over because there's some excellent things to do, such as in regards, Inri, to mailbag.
1: Uh, what about writing the fucking book?
0: I would love to write the book. You caught me.
1: Trying to sneak past writing the book with a mailbag? we got to write this book.
0: I'll never... I, I, what was I doing? I had this mailbag on my shoulders. I'm not going to sneak anywhere with this mailbag.
1: It's giant. Mm-hmm. Very unwieldy.
0: How would you rate this book? My dear, I'm going to give this two out of four traveling groups. Okay. Uh, let me tell you why. Okay. Because... So, just like the early Christians... I also have a desire for miracle literature that is going unmet.
1: <laughs> you need more
0: content. I do. I'm hungry for it. For quality content. Thirsty for content. Um, And I like the way that this fills out the backstory. Uh, I like that it does that. I'm not sure if I like all the ways.
1: Like the details of it. The
0: details of it, uh, which I will proceed on to right now. Um, I think it's super gross. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> both in the way that it's just like yeah Mary was just like a like a possession of the temple that was handed out for some reason because um, of
1: her impurity inherent but in also being because a woman. of her
0: like perfect purity I'm fair it doesn't make any sense to me um she doesn't say or do anything of any consequence in the book pretty disappointing um also that virginity test at the end is bonkers insane yeah stuff
1: it's crazy because like okay like obviously this story didn't happen you know in real life uh-huh. but one assumes that these virginity tests were de rigueur because
0: any any place that puts so much emphasis on virginity would have to have a way to establish well, it like establish and, it in quotes
1: and the fact that they don't have to like they're not explaining they're just like oh yeah well is she really a virgin we got to stick a finger in and mm-hmm. just like it's expected that the audience will know what that means mm-hmm.
0: On the other hand, I did like Joseph's strange vision quest. Mm-hmm. I feel like that was stolen from, like, some apocryphal gospel of Joseph or something like that, because it switches into the first person. Yeah, it's so weird. I'm I I kind of like all of this old weird stuff, but couldn't get over that fifty percent traveling groups hump.
1: Yeah, um, I'm gonna give it a similar score. I was gonna give it four out of nine awkward donkey rides, mm-hmm. um, because. I mean, we've all been there, baby. It's re- it's really fun to read, mm-hmm. especially coming out of the some some of Paul's letters. Um, the stuff about hating women is just egregious, though. Um, I did, however, really like the fucking ripped baby. <laughs> <laughs> I love that it's like she's so strong; she can walk at six months old. We we have to restrain her, like her. She's too powerful. Mm-hmm. Um. And, you know, it was just it was it's interesting to get a window into like the Christian community at this point, Mm -hmm. you know, like.
0: It's also interesting that it's it's made up, obviously, uh and it's made up in a way that's supposed to be like almost a pastiche of Old Testament stuff. Yeah. Written from the early Christian days. So this is what they like wanted to read. Yeah, that's. And the style that they wanted that they felt was like authentic. That's what
1: I feel is really interesting. It's like a window into what people wanted Mm -hmm. um, from Christianity at this time. So that's the infancy gospel of James. An interesting one. Indeed.
0: My favorite infancy gospel.
1: Mm, Favorite infrared gospel.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Now it's time to tackle the mailbag.
0: We're going to tackle it. We're going to bring it down at the five yard line. It's going to be a tense ninth quarter it's going to be... Uh, victory Blue for 42. the Christs.
1: Yeah. Anyway, listener and friend of the show, Cam, uh, wrote in with possibly the best opening sentence of any email of all time, which is, so one of y'all made a Voltron comment about the body of Christ during the First Corinthians episode last week, and I hadn't slept in about 28 hours, and, like, I think I get transubstantiation now?
0: <laughs> that was me. I'm the only one that would make a Voltron comment. <laughs> That's
1: true. Um... And she also said some other cool stuff, uh, including uh, the whole reason for Jesus was so that God could experience what it was like to be one of us. Small and hungry, tired feet, mad when you can't get figs.
0: Our listener Martha wrote in and said, I went to a Catholic school and have read the Bible cover to cover. So thanks for reminding me about that boring, repetitive and outrage inducing time of my life.
1: You're very welcome. Anytime.
0: That's literally (laughs) what the show is. Thank you for listening. She also sent us two wonderful fluffos to curse. Totoro, who is the extra fluffy one, and Sansa, who is the stripy fluffo. Both
1: very handsome cats. Handsome cats. Listener Allison wrote to tell us about a Christian women's conference in Australia where I'm- Sounds delightful. Assuming she lives. Um, and at this conference, the female speaker's- Said that women should grow their hair out and be submissive to men because of 1 Corinthians. It's
0: their it's their glory, right? If yes. Long hair is your glory.
1: Yes. I am sort of simultaneously um, horrified but a little comforted that, like, other countries also have, like, insane Christians. Christians. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Our listener, Matt, sent us a dog. Well, not a dog. It was a photo of a dog. Uh, the dog is named Lady, I'm told. I haven't verified that. Um, but we're supposed to bless the dog, which we will. This is going great. A photo of Lady. The photo of Lady that he sent uh, was of that particular dog, or I can't verify it. It could be a different dog, I suppose. Anyway, Matt says.
1: You're really skeptical of Matt.
0: I'm just trying to cover my goddamned bases. Okay. Okay. Uh, anyway, apparently there's a photo of lady sleeping on his brother's head. It's an adorable photo and a tremendous dog,
1: and also a little frightening. Uh, last but not least, our listener Craig wrote in with a um a very long and and high quality letter. We unfortunately don't have time to read all of it, but he's a Presbyterian minister, which is again wild. Hilarious. Wild. Mm-hmm. Uh, he says his presby experience, um. believe the technical term is presbo Mm -hmm. experience. Um was, you know, much more, much more supportive than mine. Um, but he knows a lot of people have had bad Christian upbringings. And uh he commended us on catching that when Jesus curses the fig tree. It's a reference to the nasty fig boys from the Old Testament. I knew it. I'm extremely vindicated that a minister is telling me I interpreted the Bible correctly. This has never happened before.
0: I thought you didn't want to go back to this time in your life.
1: Uh well, I'm like rewriting it now in my I mind. See. Um, he also sent us two dogs to bless. Their names are Amos and Ezra. They're little tiny, cute little puppies. I think are Amos and Ezra the the first and last prophet books to be written?
0: From A to Ez.
1: From A to Z-ra. <laughs> uh, Judging by the Bible, I have to assume that uh, Ezra Puppy wants to deport the racially impure, and Amos Puppy is a famous cookie man. I don't like
0: how you mixed up those dogs with politics. Those dogs are too pure for politics, they're just young and fluffy.
1: I'm just going by the Bible, I'm not talking about politics. So to Lady Amos and Ezra, um, I say, God has magnified your name. You will be called blessed among all the generations of the earth.
0: And to young Totoro and Sansa, I don't know if they're young. Haven't verified that. Are you like a
1: journalism major now? Like, why do you got to verify everything? This is the Bible we're talking about.
0: Totoro and Sansa, after having been cared for by God, what have you done? Did you forget the Lord your God? Do you know how much you have humiliated yourself? Do you? Do you? You adorable little things. Do you? Do you also know that that is the end of the show? Woohoo! If you want to follow us on Twitter, you can do so at SunSchoolDrop. On Facebook, we are also SunSchoolDrop, or just search for Sunday
1: School Dropouts. Just look for that cool-ass dove smoking a cigarette.
0: Our logo and art are by Elise Carlton.
1: We thank her very much. We also, of course, I think. Nico for sound editing, sound engineering, and uh, music, original music.
0: You can find the original music from this show as well as all the other episodes and anything else that I'm doing, music lie, at soundcloud.com slash Nico Bakulich. That's N-I-K-O-B-A-K-U-L-I-C-H.
1: And you can find me on Twitter at Lauren E. O'Neill. O'Neill spelled with an A, like Shaquille spells it.
0: If you have dog, cat, Other friend, fluffy style, not fluffy, scaly maybe, flying, don't care. It can happen. You can send photos and descriptions to contact at sundayschooldropouts.lol. We will also accept non-pet related questions.
1: Yeah. And uh, what else? Oh, I know. Why don't you go to iTunes or Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star rating and write a review? Because we're like... Up to, like, 70 reviews or something? We're, like, close to 70, and when we get to 100, Nico has to join Twitter, and, like, we're kind of running out of the New Testament books here. <laughs> I mean, we're going to add a bunch of, like, fucking apocryphal books in here, but if you want to get this boy on Twitter, you got to act now.
0: I want to learn about memes, Lauren.
1: <laughs> no, you don't. Oh, Twitter's going to be so mean to you. You're going to lose your faith in humanity.
0: If I do, that'll be for another episode because we gotta go, Babbo. Uh, uh, uh,
1: we'll see you on Sunday. We'll see you
0: on Sunday. Bye. Bye.